Uh, hello, we are 10 Miles of Bad Road, and I'm Alex Hosey, and I play bass. Uh, Nate Kirby, I play guitar and sing. Jacob Jess, lead guitar. Um, Justin Hosey, I play uh, drums, harmonica, and some vocals. And we are 10 Miles of Bad Road, and you're listening to NWCZ. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Dano. I'm the general manager of Jazz Bones, and you're listening to NWCZ Radio. Coming to you from the Man Cave, deep in the heart of the Pacific Northwest, you have entered the Northwest Convergence Zone. everybody welcome to northwest convergence zone show big d here with you back from the great white north it's gonna be back i'd love to tell you all about it but then i'd have to kill you and then people would be really bored <laughs> no doubt about it <laughs> it was thanksgiving up there man you know uh two times in a year canadian uh, turkey huh thanksgiving not bad they, <laughs> and they do it right they have football and hockey on thanksgiving nice. so very cool um i'm big d like i said this is voxy i am the gamer good to have everybody here double d we kicked him out for two weeks yeah so enjoy it double d not like he's listening or anything um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh hey we had some happenings this week one of them being a birthday yep. voxy um of course we won't ask you i'm 21 now yes exactly she's legal <laughs> guys <laughs> and to girls. buy a drink and girl oh <laughs> all right it's a new year it's a new year <laughs> new uh everything <laughs> so you had your big shindig on um that was friday night at louis yes. g's it was a lot yes. of fun you and uh, mom's rocket and some of the body box. Yeah, body box they rocked it too and uh how, how, how it was great man i had the louis g burger i was down there oh it was awesome i woke up with a wonderful headache the next morning and <laughs> That's always a sign of a good <laughs> I had to go time. do another show, so it was good. <laughs> Did you guys do a show Saturday? Yeah. Where were yeah, we at? We were down at the old Rainier Brewery for their uh, art walk. Oh, so I had, nice. Yeah, I had art hanging for it as well. Sweet. And then there was there were several different musicians going on and fire dancers and all kinds of cool things. So yeah? What you doing? From that, too. What were you doing this weekend, man? Uh, well, By the way, quick, real quick, thank you filling in last week hey you're you welcome and Kev did a, a fantastic job i thought all the guests were phenomenal well you know what's funny is when you wake up you know after two shows you know friday and saturday and i knew and you'd, it, i knew it, you'd be knocked for a loop it dawned upon me i'm like oh shit i gotta i'm the guy i gotta man the ship today i got <laughs> and then i come in here and it's like so we've got five different groups of people that we're gonna be talking to it's like five <laughs> Help me! I set it up to knock it down. But uh, <laughs> no, it, you know, it, we got uh, the tires spinning a little bit, and then once we got some traction, it yeah, was pretty it was good. So, what do yeah. you have going this weekend? Uh, Last weekend, let's see. Uh, woke up Friday to <laughs> hear Big Wheel on uh, the BJ Shea oh, Show. Oh, that's and right. Out local, the band of the week. Nice, and then. Last night we played in Olympia at the Fourth Ave. Also with Mom's Rocket. Mom's Rocket and guys are busy and Gumption. First time I got to see either of those bands live. Right on. Well, good time, good crowd. 
Friday night I was at Voxy's thing, and then Saturday night uh, Wonder Boy, Double D, and I went down to Dorky's, and Girl Trouble was rocking the joint. So yeah. it's good to see them. They're, nice. They look like they're having fun. Talked to uh, Bon. Uh, lawsuit still going. She said as soon as it, she can't talk about it. As soon as it's settled, she's coming in. Cool. And uh, they're working on a new CD, so mm-hmm. we'll obviously have them in for that too. We got a big show lined up for you, so we got to get rolling. Uh, first up, our man Dano from Jazzbone. All right, everybody. Our first guest today on the big program is Dano from uh, one of the legendary clubs here in town, Jazzbones. Jazzbones mm-hmm. been around a long time. Uh, has undergone, you know, different changes here and there, but has always been a mainstay right there on 6th Avenue. And uh, we wanted to bring Dano in, particularly for all of you who are in bands, um, who are looking to book your act in bands, and you're always wondering, what's the deal with clubs, and why do they operate this way? Why do they do this? Why? How come they only want us in on a Wednesday or yeah. whatever? How come they won't return on my phone calls? Yeah, and hey, <laughs> hey, you know, I hit them up on Facebook. I never heard back. Yeah. So They're assholes. <laughs> that's usually what follows. Yeah. They're yeah. nothing but assholes down there. <laughs> so we have head asshole Dano <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in on the program with us today. And Welcome. We're gonna, yeah, his, we're head, gonna, his head is where? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. We're going to talk about different things uh, regarding clubs from their perspective and how they view bands and how they view a successful night and breakdown of like money and all of that stuff. I think it'd be interesting. Dano, welcome to the program. Thank you. It's good to have you in. Good to be here. Tell us, first of all, how long you've been the general manager and uh, chief head honcho over there at the old Jazz Bones. It's not really that shiny of a title. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've been there since... about the beginning of December of 09. So you're heading close to well, two, couple, two years. Two years, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's been a long two years. It's good, though. That was my next question. Um, when you took over, your perception of what it was going to be versus the reality of what it is, what has been the biggest surprise for you? Um, the crowd change and like the it's never live music venue doesn't really seem to be that consistent like it's always a roller coaster one night we're really good it doesn't matter really who's there you know one minute we could have a really hot band on one night and then three months later they come back and it's just totally different different people different crowd um that's the big surprise to me is how uh jazz bones is um I'm sorry. <laughs> kind of, kind of. An, you have an eclectic mix of people that come through Jazz yeah. Bones. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a different crowd from like seven o'clock to ten o'clock, and it will totally change to a a different crowd of people. I've seen that where it just well, and also, are you guys still doing the uh, the the comedy there? Yeah, we do comedy as well. Does the Tuesday Ha Ha Night or the Funny Night is that still rolling? Yeah, Ha Ha Tuesdays is a is a great night. Uh, I guess that's another thing that surprised me is uh, how many hats that place is that place wears. You know, mm-hmm. like rock or rocky comedy, uh, the sessions night where we feature local upcoming bands. Uh, Thursday night where we have the cover band. Uh, Friday and Saturday where we do the early blues shows and the late late DJ shows, and um, it just it 
goes on and on, you know, it, um, it doesn't stop. Jazz bones rarely sleeps. <laughs> neither yeah, neither the right. does the neighborhood. And so. Dano sleeps in his office from what I understand. Sometimes. Um, I now when jazz bones first open and I'm going to go back in the history a little bit before we actually get into the nitty gritty of, you know, booking bands and that stuff, mm-hmm. a little history of jazz bones. I remember when jazz bones first opened and it was kind of like a, um, uh, a, I'm going to say a, a B entertainment venue. Like they were bringing in people like it was designed to bring in people like Pat Metheny foreplay, mm-hmm. uh, some, some really, you know, like some, some heavyweight jazz artists, but not like the big, big guys. And then somewhere along the way it kind of switched. And then now I, I noticed that, like you said, you have a, a complete different mix every night, including, you know, a DJ that does some hip hop stuff. Mm. You have comedy and so forth. What's been the philosophy change or was it ownership change? What, how did, what, how did that come about with jazz bones? Um, I can't really speak on the, on the earlier history of jazz bones. Reed Riley's obviously the guy who could tell you everything that you need to know as far as that goes. Um, really, when I st- when I stepped in there, it seems like every manager that um, has been there has had their own way of an outlook of how it should be. So when I stepped in there, I tried to look at um, the way that it was going and the way that it used to work, mm-hmm. and what what used to make Jazz Bones really what it was. You know, as far as bringing the the uh, bigger jazz groups or the B bands as you call them, um, and we find that. Um, where was I going with that? <laughs> was it tougher to get crowds in for those, or yeah, it's you really had to charge more, therefore you're limiting your your yeah the availability of people to pay to come in. Yeah, um, you, you know you get uh, the, the larger jazz bands in, and um, it just seems uh, that they're really they really rather sit at home and listen to their records and come out and support their own scene that they seem to complain about. You know, jazz bo- <laughs> jazz bones never does any jazz. And, uh, you know, we do do jazz shows. And when we do, um, they just really don't come out and support it. So not as many showing up to actually. It makes it really tough. Okay. And I can understand from a business aspect, that doesn't work, right? Mm -mm. So tell us what is a successful formula for Jazz Bones? What is a successful night? I know, uh, I think most people just looking from the outside, you know, you Mm -hmm. have to pay for your staff. You have to pay for, you know, rent for the place. You have to pay the electricity and stuff for the night. Your sound guy, your your um, your, your door bouncers or however, whatever you want to call them, the security staff, mm. your salary. I mean, there's a lot that's going on in that place. What is what's a successful night as far as let's get into? And you have to give us a number, but dollars and cents wise, you know, how many successful nights do you have to have a month to keep that place open? Pretty much every night needs to hit a home run there and uh that's uh why on take for our friday nights for example you know uh people wonder why we don't let the music go all night it's it's always been a big a lot of people wonder that yeah and uh the reason being is um just to be upfront about it is because the the people aren't really supporting the music scene as much and you see it all around town Mm -hmm. um Live music is uh, people really want it, but they don't want to support it, and it doesn't. And um, so, on the Friday nights, we'll do early blues shows. You know, um, the crowd's a little a little bit older; they don't really mind coming out at seven o'clock and staying until ten thirty, eleven ish. 
Mm-hmm. And then that's when the band will conclude. We'll give a little intermission and then we'll start a DJ up where our younger crowd will come out at 11 o'clock no matter what. Yeah, if you you've know. ever been to Jazz Bowls yeah. for that crossover, <laughs> look out. That's that's when it's uh, 43 degrees out and the girls in the bikinis show up. Oh. Like, oh. Like, <laughs> like, did the, you know. Yeah, what happened here, man? Did the Hawaiian Tropic bus just show up out front? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh they they come out in in hordes and they spend lots of money there and um, that's what keeps the lights on, right? Well, because I mean, it makes sense from a you know looking at it from a from a business point of view mm-hmm. because um, you're not paying a full band, mm-hmm. you know you're paying one guy up there or maybe two or whatever who are who are spinning the tunes and then everybody mm-hmm. else pays a cover to come in so the the overhead is a little bit less, correct? Yeah. Um, well, the overhead remains the same as far as the business goes. However, as far as the entertainment goes, yes and no, depending on uh, what type of deal is struck with the band. It, it like it, they get paid the same mm-hmm. if they were there for another couple hours. Right. T- typically, a show will end at twelve thirty. You know, so we're really only looking at all right. We we killed the we killed the live music at ten thirty eleven. So we're looking at another hour and a half where we had the band anyways. Where so. you're trying to pack people in and get yeah. them to drink. Yeah. Um, the door deal. A lot of people talk about, you know, bands come in and we, we always hear about, you know, the cut at the door, mm-hmm. uh, how it's split up, what it actually represents and so forth, how you set the price and all these things. And I know there's a lot of, you know, behind the scenes things, but just give us a general view of when we walk in and let's say there's a three band bill. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, typically in Tacoma, it's five bucks, somewhere between five and seven. Rarely is it 10, mm-hmm. but somewhere in there. And how does that break down? I pay my seven. I get stamped. I go in. Mm-hmm. At the well, end of the night, when the money's collected, it's all there and everyone's accounted for. How, how, what, what, is, what is that like from your perspective? Well, from my perspective, I mean, I'm in a band as well. So I, I see both sides of the fence, the venue and the artist side. But um, Reed, Reed has been really good about uh, looking out for the artist as well as the, as the venue when he makes deals. Um, so he's converting a lot of bands over to door deals. And it's actually to the band and the venue's best, uh, best interest because it creates a, a, a sense of urgency to promote to get more people to come to your show, for one. And, uh, you know... Now that we're talking about it and I was thinking about it, it's actually not really helpful to the venue because 20% of a thousand bucks is 200. Well, our, our sound engineers almost that, you know, in our, we have two security there that night and we try, we, we look at the doors, something to cover those, those incidentals. So, I mean, the, the taxes alone on the BNO and the retail sales. So you're already up to five on that. And then whatever retail is where, Every area you're in, it could so you guys are relying uh, much more heavily on the group that comes in buying, uh, whether it be food, yeah, uh, alcohol, pop, whatever. You mm-hmm. you want that's that's your goal is to have them come sales. in and spend yeah. sales. Yeah, we want the sales, and that's where uh, it counts for us. And we try to give up as much to the bands as possible. So the the uh, the twenty percent that the venue collects is really going towards taxes and paying the taxes. So therefore, when you're look when bands contact you, which I mm-hmm. assume you get 
hit up email wise and phone calls and stuff That's, every day, all day, yeah. all week long. We yeah. want to come play there. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the variable factors that you're looking at when a band uh, contacts you as far as, um, you know, marketability and making money for the evening for jazz bones? You know, when I look at a band, um, I can't speak for Reed because, uh, you know, he's got his own way that he goes about it. I think every talent buyer and everybody that handles the booking side of things uh, handles it their own way. But when I look at a band, I go, I go through everything thoroughly. Um, I'm looking at their Facebook. I'm looking at their MySpace, their Reverb Nation. I'll go check them out at their shows and see how they, how they're, how they draw at certain venues. And, um, I, I've been to a lot of shows here in, uh, the Northwest area. So I know a lot of the bands and how they draw. So when they contact me, it's, it, I can, um, already know a little bit of, about their history and how they do in venues and stuff. And, and we are really particular about that because we need, like I said earlier, we need to hit home runs every night to survive. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we put, we, we really, um, take a lot of time and care in how we put shows together last minute as well as the last minute shows that hey something someone bailed we take our time doing that as well so let's say i'm in a band mm-hmm. and uh i'm we're, we're located in seattle mm-hmm. and we were wanting to play in jazz bones what is the best way we a contact you b what gives us a leg up or a better shot than all the other bands <laughs> that are contacting you and uh, what what do we not do to piss you guys off to never ever answer? <laughs> um, I, the, we we rarely take phone calls ever. I mean, talking on the phone is, is uh, takes up so much time, and um, uh, as as the day goes on, time is very valuable. And mm-hmm. even just working with the artists that we work with on on a daily basis, but um, nobody really has a shoe up over anybody. It's, it's all, I mean, I guess you do if you draw really heavily, you know, and you have in your band is, is really popular and that's pretty much what we look at. And it, and it's, it's, I feel bad saying it, but that's the reality of it. You know, Mm -hmm. if you're not drawing people in then we're not going to look at you Mm -hmm. and, uh, it's not, it's about the music as well as, as the marketability. I don't think you need to feel bad about that no. because I think a lot of bands need to hear that. I think they yeah. need to know they need, they need to go out and play some of the smaller clubs. Mm-hmm. They need to gather their well, fan that's base. What I was going to say, I mean, Jazz Bones, it, Jazz Bones isn't just some shady little dirty club on no, some corner somewhere. You guys King have Bees a great stage, great sound, lights, staff, well, everything. So when I was t- when I was 21 and it was the Victory Club. Yes. Now that was a shitty dirty place. Holy really? moly, the glasses were so <laughs> dirty I would drink out of the pitchers. <laughs> <laughs> are you sure that's because the glasses were dirty or are you just trying to it get it just seemed like it was, <laughs> it was the glasses just, he had on it just seemed logical he was 21 he thought he was cool <laughs> yeah, just walking around at 21 bar. i didn't care what glass it was dirty or not it was what was in it yeah <laughs> but no you, you guys are both uh gimmer and boxer you're in bands and you guys uh, uh obviously are successful bands you have a mm-hmm. uh, good solid fan base but that just that doesn't just happen after a couple of practice sessions in your you know uh, in your basement you go out and you go hey we're gonna play a show and then our next no, you're stop lucky is jazz if by bones. the time you're lucky if by the time you have that crowd built up you still even want to do it anymore yeah <laughs> no because it takes it takes time yeah you're not just gonna go to guitar center and pick up a squire pack and, cu- and <laughs> cut out a couple songs and, and get into jazz bones it's not pick it up like i got it for christmas what do you <laughs> <laughs> so uh who are some of 
your heavy hitters. I mean, I know Vicky Martinez plays well there. I think everybody yeah. in Tacoma kind of knows that. But yeah. outside of that, who are some bands uh, or who are what are some things you guys really rely on that you know, um, you know, pro- almost any given week, this is going to ring the, the register for us? Um, we... Like I said earlier, we, we really take our time putting our shows together, and, and I'd like to think that every show that we put together and is successful with every band that comes through there. Um, so to put my finger on that one is kind of difficult to say these bands are heavy hitters. I like to think that everybody that we put in there is, you know. Um, there are some bands that um, uh, the, the Northwest Suns, um, mm. You know, who are no longer, yeah, who are no longer. That's a bummer. It is, yeah. it is a big bummer because they're great. They were, <laughs> but they were those every I heard yeah. every time they played there, they drew a crowd. So that was something that we we really look forward to. And uh, you can look at our calendar and kind of see that. I, I don't want to bust anybody out and say these are the bands that are we're rocking, you know, right? How come um, you left us out, Dan? <laughs> well, we're not what, playing there anymore, man. <laughs> it's because you sucked. Yeah. And, uh, and a lot of the times it comes down to avail- their availability too, you sure. know. Sure, sure. Yeah. Well, what about, um, I think a lot of people, you know, we come, we watch a show, we leave. We don't know a lot about what goes on behind the scenes. If you could tell us a couple of some of the more lighter moments or maybe some of the more intense moments of interactions with bands who, or, and you don't have to name the bands or the comedian or whatever. Um, some funny moments, you know, stuff going awry or anything you'd tell your grandchildren about, you know, (laughs) you ever had them like, you know, in your face saying this is, you know, Hey, we had a guy who counted this many at the door. You guys say this, where's the, you know, have you had any of those altercations? There, there has been some moments regarding the, uh, the door count, but, you know, it's usually a mistake on our part or somebody's uh, has a heads mem- up bands. Yeah. <laughs> Jazz bones making mistakes. Hey, yeah, everybody <laughs> makes mistakes. Um, but uh, it's either that or they're they're. Um, I've never really ran into it. There's one time um, where a band member uh, stood at the door and tried to count every person that came in. You know, and that's uh, and then he's like, well, I counted 100 people and it looks like there's 130 people in here at the end of the night. And we only have this much on the books right now. And and I was like, how, how do you stand up above on the balcony and count everybody? You know, it's, <laughs> it's not like that. There's comps in there. There's all kinds of stuff where, mm-hmm. where the, yeah. cl- the club will allow, you know, we have people that shut up too. before you started taking the door. And, yeah, you know. exactly. So there. There, there's uh, a lot of things that go into it, such as comping of the regular customers that come in all the time religiously. You know, uh, of course, they're not going to get that when when we have a, a large national in there. But, right. Um, just our our day to day dealings. We have a lot of regular customers that will come in and we'll take care of them. And there's and we we back that up with our with the guest list. You know, that's where it kind of weighs itself out. What kind of text tone was that? I don't know. <laughs> I, I thought Wonder Boy. Gimmer I thought Wonder. Are you serious? One of our co-hosts has their phone on. I know. I yeah. thought Wonder Boy was playing with the board back there. Sorry, everyone. Good Sorry lord. Hey, uh, real quick before we, we wrap this up, because um, I know you got to get out here and you have stuff to do. He's another, got a couch to go surf. I do. I think there's another big night at Jazz Bones. No, actually, we're closed tonight. <laughs> exactly. It is, it's that's a, big for you guys. It's a Sunday. Sunday. Hang is out. A do rest nothing. Time. Yeah. Um, the employees talking about too. comps a lot of bands um when they come in mm-hmm. you know they they have people that they obviously want in 
and I've had this where you bands come in, they they hand me this list of you know mm-hmm. these are people on our on the list that we want in for free, and then at the end of the night, going, this is all. Yeah. You know, this is all we have. You know, you hand them whatever, 125, 30 mm-hmm. bucks or whatever. Like, no, we had way more than that. And I'm like, yeah. look at your sheet. <laughs> 20 people on 30 here. people came yeah. in for free. Uh, what is, do you guys have a policy on that or do you leave that up to the bands? Or how does that work? It's actually kind of a gray area that gets discussed the night of the show. If you have uh, a, a guest list, you know, um, we're pretty liberal with it. Mm-hmm. But once it, because we have ours as well, you know, like I said, our regular customers that will come in and um but usually the it nobody really takes advantage of that you know and um it, if they do when we strike if, if it's a guaranteed night where we have a guarantee on a band so we're paying such and such band a thousand bucks then we kind of will will and they hand me a big guest list and i'm like hey this is a this is quite large <laughs> <laughs> 30 people you know or whatever right. you know I was, i'm hoping that you would get those people to pay to come see you that's the idea but isn't on it a, yeah on a door deal night where we were we're splitting the money in a percentage it's not a big deal to me because it's really cutting into the band's pay and if more not, so than yours yeah. yeah yeah so if they're not really smart enough to think about that you know that hey i invited 30 friends out and they all want to get in free well of course they want to get in free but right. um, i invited 30 friends out that's cutting into your money. It might so, not be cutting into yours though, because yeah. if they all buy drinks, yeah. that's going into your till. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's just smart business not to to do a large guest list for bands. You know. Um, Very good. If you are, if that's going out to the bands that uh, will be listening to this podcast, hopefully. Right. <laughs> we played a show. Or, we played a show, and uh, and this this band had over twenty five people, not on the guest list. Twenty five people came through mm-hmm. as being on the guest list, and yeah, that. That uh, that money at the end of the night was meager. Yeah, because it well, yeah, it's a big crowd. You're like, where's the cash? If you're on a bill with another band too and splitting yeah. that, you need to think about that. Yeah, you're undercutting yeah. them. You know. Yeah. And if so, you're putting on a show, it's a team. You know, it's a team it's effort. It's a team effort, know. exactly. Before we close this out, uh, Gimmer Vox, you guys are in bands. You guys have a question, any kind of specific question about? Uh, I know you guys deal with clubs a lot, and um, from a band's perspective. Anything you want to throw at Dano? I don't think I have any more questions. I think the last few years has pretty much <laughs> been schooling and education in that department enough. All right. Well, let's say there's a band out there, Dano, that wants to get in contact with you guys. Uh, give them your email address. Well, I, I don't think I, I brushed on that enough. Uh, you asked me earlier about how bands get booked there. So what we look at is is through our email, mm-hmm. which is booking at jazzbones.com. Uh, Facebook us. You know, go through all the routes that you would to promote your band. Mm-hmm. And then last and not, but not least, come in and show us who you are. Come in and meet us. You know, we're there. We open at six. I'm there six, seven days a week myself, you know, 25, seven. <laughs> we, we've, ne- we've never had a bad, uh, bad time at Jazz Bones. And every time we've actually made more money. And uh, it's and a great venue. They treat everybody good. They're good people. You know, uh, how should people. OK, how should a band if they're going to write to you guys? Um, cause <laughs> I know just here at the station, I get, you know, mm-hmm. everything from very formal emails, you know, dear Mr. So-and-so and, and thank you and on and on mm-hmm. to just one word like here, you know, yeah. and, 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 and a link or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I don't look at that stuff. There you go. Band, seriously, uh, you know, step up to the plate, yeah. be a little you professional. You stuff? I, it's the here or the formal? The formal or the here. Like, uh, I look at it, I brush through it, mm-hmm. but if, if it. It's like marketing. If you don't see it three or four times, why is it, you know, you're never going to remember it. 
So, so band should be persistent in contacting you. Gotta, you got to be persistent. Don't call. Don't call. Don't call. You'll get the big black X on your uh, <laughs> on your but, name. But uh, email us, uh, Facebook us. You know, show us that you that you really want to play there. And, right. You know, we we only have a certain amount of shows per year to put on. And that's right. So we we try to make the best of out of every single one of them. Yeah, it's only a, you know you're, you get, you're you playing soon too in December. She's, he's pointing at Voxy. That would be yeah. Voxy. Yeah. Voxy. Voxy's nodding. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you got Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. That's the only nights of the week for you know regular original yeah. music. You yep. know, so it's not like a normal club that has music. You know, five to seven nights mm-hmm. a week. Yeah. So four bands a night. Yeah. So if right. you got to be, if you want to be in in on that, you got to be competitive with your with your marketing skills yeah. and uh, be 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 persistent and consistent. One good thing about a club like Jazz Bones, like Jazz Bones, is that because they take the time to put good music in there, mm-hmm. you know it's going to be a good show. The mm-hmm. the the audience knows it's going to be a good show, even if they don't know who's playing. Never hey, seen we go a to bad jazz show Bones, at Jazz Bones. If we go to Jazz Bones tonight, we know we're going to see something good. It's going to sound good. So yeah. I've seen some... And that's what makes it worth it for a band mm-hmm. to take the time and effort that they need to to get into a club like that or to build a fan base because mm-hmm. it's going to come across a lot better. We're going to be there de- December 9th. Very yes, good. you are. With uh, Gavin Gus. There Tacoma, you go. Tacoma's own Gavin Gus. All right. Well, hey, Dano, thank you so much for your time. I know you're a very, very busy guy, and it is your day off. And so coming in and uh, yakking with us is uh, is very, very nice of you. Dano, general manager of Jazz Bones, I hope that was enlightening to a lot of you. And uh, I hope a lot of you will try to get in there. I, I, it's, it's a great place to play. It's a staple here in Tacoma. Fantastic venue. They have great sound. Food is awesome, and the people there are just as awesome. Thanks, Dano. Hey, thank you very much for having me. Welcome to Vox Talks, a Northwest Convergent Zone short, where they give me a microphone and they just let me ramble on. Featured every Sunday sometime between 9 and 11 p.m. on MWCZRadio.com. And if you don't like it, well, I suggest you go listen to the podcast. And you know what? You can just fast forward. Hello, beautiful people. This is Voxy. And I'd like to start this week with a little disclaimer, just to let you know that my views do not necessarily reflect the views of NWCZ Radio or the Northwest Convergence Zone or any of its affiliates. With that being said, yesterday was October 15th, 2011, a day seemingly like any other, though it might just go down in history. Thousands across the globe gathered in marches and demonstrations that have grown from the Occupy Wall Street movement that started out in New York City. People are still saying, why? Why Occupy? Why? Why, you say? I say, why not? I mean, I can certainly imagine a better world, can't you? And when you sit and you think about that better world and you think about the things that you would change or how you might go about changing them, do you hear this little voice in the back of your head that says, nah, that'll never happen, or that's impossible, or nice dream, but you know, the system just isn't set up that way or it's been this way forever? Well, I'd like to ask you, Where do you think that voice comes from?
And that is why, that is why you occupy. I cannot believe that the American dream has become, yeah, it's bad, but it'll never change. And that if you follow some of the mainstream reports, you get this whole idea that it's just a bunch of lazy hippies out there. As I marched with Occupy Tacoma, someone drove by and yelled, get a job. Lazy? Really? If I were really lazy, I would just stay at home and watch it on TV while other people talked crap about it. Lazy? Making signs, marching up and down the streets, participating in meetings that can take the better half of a day just so that everybody can get their voice in? You know, these people have passion, something they believe in, something they're committed to, whether you agree with it or not, whether you believe in it or not, that's part of the American dream, the American ideal, what makes us Americans. I believe people are only lazy when they are already content or already defeated. This is Voxy, and I am the 99%. any band that has listed as some of their influences and people that were responsible for getting them together as Merle Haggard, Waylon Jennings, and David Allen Coe <laughs> are more than all right in my book. Uh, I, I went to Magoo's not, um, that was probably about a month ago or so to go watch um, the Midnight Salvage Company, you know, our friends, our boys, and was pleasantly rocked by a band I had not heard of. And had to find out who these cats were because they were out of control at one point, um, running up and down the aisles in bare feet. This is, of course, in a bar. You know, people are <laughs> drinking, dropping glasses and all kind of stuff. And I'm like, these dudes are right on, right down my alley. I like these guys. Uh, Ten Miles of Bad Road is the name of the group that's in here. That is, of course, Gunslinger, which we have played on NWCZ Radio. And so I'm happy be able to talk to these cats today they are just about to embark on a, a northwest tour which i think is very cool they're going to get out and spread the word of their uh, their killer music guys welcome to the show thank you thanks thanks thank you good to uh, be here it's good to have you guys in um like i said i was when i saw you guys uh it's no secret every people who listen they know i mentioned it i'm from texas so uh, I like all styles of music, but there's a certain type of music that touches my heart, and that's a lot of what you guys play, and a lot of the influences you guys cite as um, things that you know you attain to or music that you enjoy is right in my wheelhouse. So it didn't 
it didn't surprise me to find that out about you after hearing you because I was like, who are these guys? This is <laughs> these guys are in a roadhouse in Texas. Uh, beer bottles would be thrown at chicken wire and people would be going crazy and dancing all over. But we're in Tacoma and everyone kind of sits there and orders more beer. That's how it works. <laughs> yeah, it's Tacoma. So, Fill us in on 10 Miles of Bad Road. It's, uh, it's a great name for a band because it's something that we've all traveled down. <laughs> and uh, how it's long? It's called Sixth I, Avenue. I was seeing, I was seeing your guys' name way back when I used to be on MySpace and stuff. So you guys have been around for a little bit, right? Well, for, yeah, we, we, we do now. date back to MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> Has it actually been when was the last time you checked MySpace? Ooh. About a, <laughs> about a year and a half ago. <laughs> I've never even been on MySpace. Oh. <laughs> But I haven't been on Facebook either. So. Oh, well, uh, smart man right there. You must have lots of time on your hand to do other things. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know where anyone finds any time to be on MySpace or Facebook or any of that. I yeah, don't my have point time exactly. To... Jeez, Justin, get a life. I know, right? <laughs> join the masses. Come on, yeah. join us. Uh, uh, when did you guys uh, start as a band? How did you come together? I know, um, you know you have some southern roots in your band. Tell, tell us about yourselves. Uh, well, uh, Nate would um, be the southern roots here. Uh, the yeah. southern roots. Uh, yeah, well, I, I've been. I wanted to put together a sort of an outlaw country band for a long time, and about I guess it was like three years ago, coming up on four. We just all of the the pieces fell into place. Uh, we all, me, Justin, and Alex used to work together. I've been friends with all of these guys for years, and we just put the idea out and. Yeah, we got together at Nate's yeah. house and jammed for about six months and read uh, Mick Wall's biography of Guns N' Roses. And Which is a formed, perfect way to get into country music. And formed a country, <laughs> formed a country band. <laughs> now, if I, I was reading through your, uh, your Facebook profile, which has some great information, and if you're interested, uh, go to their Facebook page. That's uh, 10 miles of 10 miles dash of dash bad dash road. <laughs> Or just, or just, <laughs> you know, search for it. You, it'll come up. Um, we're you, the first thing you get. You were doing some folk music, weren't you? Oh, yeah. I, God, I've done. Yeah, I used to do the Antique Sandwich Company thing for a while and the solo acoustic guy thing for a while. and So did I. Yeah. Antique Sandwich Place was the first first place ever performed when I got to Tacoma. Uh, Is that it's right? the first place yeah. anyone performs because yeah. they'll let anybody in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's also on the radio. So. <laughs> but that's quite different from what you're doing because you have a high, you guys have a high energy, high energy show and I want to, I, I, I want to um, tell people out there, you need to come see these cats because it's very, very entertaining. They really get into what they're doing and they draw you in as an audience. Uh, Cause like I said, I didn't, specifically come to see you i didn't know who you were but you were on the bill and you drew me in by the end i was hooked i was like who are i had to find out who are these guys and uh to me that's a that's a sign of a good band who connects with their audience pulls them in and as i'm looking around people were you know they were interested as well it wasn't just me because i like music it was the place and and your style um so that's that's from doing folk music and playing at the antique uh, sandwich company and so forth, where it's kind of a uh, kind of a mellower crowd, they're just sort of there to listen to, you know, some background music. To doing what you're doing, how did that evolve? Well, that- well uh, basically, uh, Nate uh, had been playing, you know, country music on his own for a long time and a folk kind of thing, and then he uh, found out that these two punk rockers he worked with all liked <laughs> old country music, nice. and uh, <laughs> realized we could form this 
I actually, I actually spent a long time in the South riding freight trains, hobo style. And that's really, <laughs> it's actually where I got into a lot of country music was hanging out with gutter punks, listening to Johnny Cash and riding freight trains. <laughs> Honestly, I, I still protest. I'm a blues musician. But that's, <laughs> but really, that's what, that's what makes it good is the, the punk rock backbeat and the, the blues guitar over the country music. It, it, it brings it together. It gives it a little it more power. Works. And who I, doesn't want to make something that sounds good in a roadhouse? I mean, come on. Yeah. Right? Well, absolutely. That's yeah. just cool. Absolutely. All right, well, let's, let's go into another song. This, the band 10 Miles of Bad Road, they're our guest uh, today. This is a song titled Haunted House. Haunted House, the name of the track, 10 Miles Bad Road is the band. You know, sometimes that slide guitar can be mesmerizing, yep. man. Love that stuff. I got to read a, uh, <laughs> a little bit off of their Facebook profile because this, uh, this is awesome and tells me a lot about this band. <laughs> it says that we like to drink. <laughs> and encourage others to do likewise. We've been very successful at that so far. <laughs> this is not to say we don't do well in all ages situations. We have done well. But if you don't want people buying drinks from your establishment, we don't have to play at it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. I like that. Uh, because I'm telling you, when I was there, I probably bought three more drinks than I wanted to. It's just that kind, it's just that kind of music. The other thing I noticed on a list of some of your uh, influence people you guys look up to is Charlie Pride, which you don't hear a lot about anymore. Um, tell, us, uh, tell us some more of the people that you guys uh, look to or uh, pay homage to, because I know you do some cover tunes, and, and it's kind of a revolving thing. Just tell us about some of your influences some of the, and some of the artists that you guys uh, draw from. Well, it's almost cliche to say Johnny Cash anymore, so I'm going to skip right past Johnny Cash. 
Uh, we we do a couple. We do the one Johnny Cash tune, but it's yeah. not the one you've heard before. <laughs> not the one you've it's heard before. Heard. So as we're not saying before, we're not going to bring up Johnny Cash. So when I say <laughs> right. Johnny uh, Cash, but Waylon Waylon Jennings definitely Waylon Jennings. for me. Yes, uh, I know for Nate and yeah, definitely Waylon Jennings and. Uh, uh, Charlie Pride, Charlie, Charlie Pride, of course. Uh, uh, Jerry Reed, Jerry yeah. Reed. Wow. We all yes, love Jerry, Jerry Reed is a huge influence. because um, he's awesome. awesome. Uh, also, uh, Jerry- all, all of the Hank Williams, all three of them. <laughs> yeah, you know what's you know what's interesting about you talk about uh, Jerry I don't, Reed. I don't like the Junior Hank Williams. So <laughs> I'm going to say that I, I don't like Junior. You go straight from I, Hank to number three. I go yeah. from Hank to number three. Junior, Junior, I think kind of ruined country music. Uh, but, he has his moments. Uh, <laughs> Early uh, Hank Junior was a lot better than yeah. now. Well, uh, and especially after, yeah, I just saw him recently. His, he was publicly call, uh, uh, related was Obama the, to uh, to related Obama to uh, Hitler. Hitler. Of course, because they're uh, so similar and then, in and, and so I re- many I, ways. They I look remembered, exactly I remembered alike. why I don't like him in the first place. So, <laughs> well, apparently if, they wouldn't if, look alike if he get rid of that little mustache. If all the comparisons yeah. are true, apparently Obama, Bush, and Hitler are all exactly yeah, alike. Yeah. So, That's awesome. You know, That's weird. It is kind of weird. There's how probably that a family around. tree out there that someone is. Related. I'm sure they're in there. <laughs> But um, I, you know, I, I'm a big, uh, like said, blues cat. So I like, you know, Helen Wolf is a main influence of mm-hmm. mine, and um, got Elmore James. Uh, now, are you the one? Are you Dwayne playing the slide Allman's, guitar? Yeah, I'm the slide guitar player. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, uh, it's definitely, um, especially up here, you don't hear it as much. You might hear it on occasion, but you guys, uh, several of your songs rely on that the slide guitar, which is, I think, a very nice. Um, it's a very nice flavor and a nice touch for a band, especially a band around here that we can go see because um, it. Not a lot of people do it. It's it's tough actually to be creative. Uh, I think for those who don't know it that well, and I can obviously tell you know your blues influence because there were some serious masters at the slide guitar, and uh, it's you know like I said, there are bands around here that kind of toy around with it, but no, it's usually yeah, a no. one-song deal. Yeah. No, yeah, I don't toy around. With now you guys song. are <laughs> you guys are about to head out on your uh, your West Coast tour, kind of branch out of Tacoma and so forth. And I know on October twenty seventh, you're going to be in Portland at the Twilight Cafe and Bar. Is that first stop number one? Uh, yeah, that's a, that's our first stop. Uh, we got a few more days in between but then we're doing uh we're doing santa monica doing uh reno vegas uh back up to the bay area and vallejo yeah that's what i yeah that's what i meant yeah <laughs> uh, this is actually tour number two for us yeah yeah, yeah so uh, we will be actually be going where back, did you go back on, to vallejo uh, where did you go on to tour reno. one uh tour one basically the same thing down california coast reno we went with the fun police um, yeah, we played um, Anaheim and uh, the and, lovely Joy uh, Bonnie, who you were speaking to earlier. Yes, uh, went along for yeah, the ride on that was, one. She was I'm not gonna forgive night. me if I don't flutter my hands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now it's interesting for bands that go on go on a tour. It's um, you know we hear you know nightmare stories. We hear uh, great stories of you know bands breaking down. Then you get to the venue, they're like, "We what? We had you guys booked? What? Yeah. I don't I don't remember that. We don't have live music here." <laughs> <laughs> it closed down two We've weeks never, ago. What's a ten mile of bad road? <laughs> How come you guys spell it? What uh, What was the your first tour you went on? Fun Police. That had to have been a crazy time. I would love to fly <laughs> on the wall on that one. That was the be- that was the better run tour. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so going out on um, tour two. What are you? 
what are you hoping is um, that you accomplish that you didn't get done in tour one? More bitchery and abomination. <laughs> yes. bitchery. You guys all pile More in a van? Abomination. More. Do you guys all let's, pile let's in a van bitchery. and head out? We, yes. This, this year <laughs> we will. Um, it's from a Faulkner book. A crazy old preacher guy that goes, bitchery and abomination. <laughs> I thought it had something to do with groupies or something. No. More bitchery. Sure. <laughs> I thought it was a pirate term. Come on. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Arr, Arr. More bitchery. Um, <laughs> you know we're gonna pl- we're gonna play a couple of places that we played last year yep. to go and kind of uh, reestablish ourselves, remind mm-hmm. them remind them who we are. You're still around. Remind yeah. Reno that they're not as bad as we are. <laughs> <laughs> what is it like playing um, places that you're you're not so familiar with? You know, you obviously can't invite all your friends to it because we're all up here. Um, when you're rolling into well, town, and it, it's it's got to be. Is there a little bit of um, uh, it, it's and, both. It depends. It's, it's easier and it's harder because uh, you're, you're treated a whole lot better when you when you look really? out of town. Because uh, oh, yeah. you came all this way, people assume you're a little cooler than you are. They work. <laughs> they work. They work a little bit They're harder to give you a few band. bucks. And, uh, and as, yeah. I, you know, yeah. I, I love Tacoma, but I can't get our friends out to a show for anything. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get a better class we, of friends. Well, then. One thing about the first tour was a. Uh, it became really apparent like what uh, days of the week cause people to do when you play every single day of the week. Right. And it just keeps building all week. The crowd keeps getting <laughs> bigger and bigger <laughs> by the time you get to Saturday. What about right. the, what about the relationships with you guys? You're on tour. You guys are in a van. You guys are on. Oh, we, we didn't we didn't travel in the same vehicle together the first tour. So this will be interesting. This will this be will the be test. Yeah, we was, actually there were three vehicles the first tour. So, oh, we all, so you could switch around. around. I'm tired of that guy. Yeah. He was farting the whole way. Yeah, was, smell, <laughs> that kind of thing. Who, who was, knows? We could be a three piece time. We get back. <laughs> I know we could the, be a I one the, piece. I know the van almost threw me out on the side of the road like three times. I'm not sure who was voting for that. Might have been one of these guys. <laughs> it wasn't me. I think it was. You know, after you woke up, after I woke up drunk and put on a girl's miniskirt, then they were kind of like, hey, <laughs> "What are you kicked off? What the are you doing?" Yeah. See, we need that we would need be like the a, abomination what, portion of the show. There what are kind of pictures. tour is this? Yeah, we need like a video or a f- photo. There are pictures. Ask, okay. ask Joy Bonnie. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be on Facebook, man. There, there are uh, so pictures. you guys have a video um, out. When did you guys? When did you? record this video um in may we started in may mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i think the we, we filmed the um bob's java jive portion which is all the indoor stuff okay. in may and then we uh did the rest of it like end of may or june yeah i think it was kind so, of early june so what, what, out for sure. as a band going out and doing a video how did you enjoy that process you find it, it was awesome, awesome. amazing it was great, it was great. It was i couldn't yeah. believe how easy it was for to get to get <laughs> girls to uh, shake their booty for a camera you gotta watch i always thought that happening. was gonna be kind of harder but you know you just invited to put it out there and uh they just showed up we I did know. not oh. ask her to wear those underwear i just want to be clear she came i was gonna then. ask you about the <laughs> underwear she came in the underwear yeah that was her in the underwear. Thought you yes. might be. You know, everyone those. listening right now is going and checking out this video now. What? You can, <laughs> what's her underwear look like? Yeah, go to Reverb. There's actually Ma- quite a bit of underwear. <laughs> <laughs> go to ReverbNation.com. Ten miles of bad road. Um, I think we'll have a link on our website to it. You can also find on it on YouTube. Uh, Make sure to tell, spell out ten. Yeah, T E N. Yeah, we're not. We're not that other band. And the name of the song is Let, Let Me, Me Be. be. That's what we're going to hear right here. 10 Miles of Bad Road, Let Me Be.
speed. But before you should know, you do not tread on me. Hey, hey! Let Me Be is the name of the song, and I highly recommend you go check out the video. It's very, very cool. Uh, the name of the, the band, 10 Miles of Bad Road, and you have to spell out 10, T-E-N. Um, and you guys are about to embark on this uh, West Coast tour. When can we expect you back playing uh, in uh, Tacoma? We're going to be back at the Swiss for Skanksgiving on right. uh, November 10th. <laughs> That's right, ladies. Skanksgiving. Uh, all skanks get in free, right? Uh, I, 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 know it's for, I know it's for charity. I don't remember what charity, but I'm sure it's a worthy one. I think it's like a skanks. Food, food can drive. you imagine they, if they said that? All skanks show up, you get in free. How many would actually be in line on it, that? Well, it is the Swiss. I'm a Who's gonna admit to that? It's the Swiss guys. It is the Swiss. (laughs) Have you been there on a Friday Um, or Saturday night? If they let all the skanks in for free, they'd They'd be broke. Yeah, (laughs) they wouldn't have any more money. I think the food bank is a charity or something like that. (laughs) Okay, it's it's to feed. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I know that there will be. They'll be beating up uh, paper mache. What What is it? Where you beat the pinata? Pinata. I came up. You're from freaking Louisiana. How do you not know? What a pinata is <laughs> I, uh, because that's not anywhere near Mexico, right? I thought they should bring a bring some pinatas and then invite some of the folks down from the mission. Ah. But these pinatas are filled with like like turkey legs and gravy. <laughs> and stuff like that. Oh, because that'll be great. Yeah, that would, yeah, be awesome yeah. when it explodes. Entertaining. Oh, that's that's fantastic. Only Gimmer out of Gimmer's well, mouth. I'm glad I don't work there anymore. There's turkey gravy in that pinata over there. Be careful. Yeah, no, it's, it could be dangerous. We were voted the most. Uh, Band uh, best uh, to soundtrack your bar fight. So see, there you go. Oh, yeah. There you go. Lots of bar fights, I want to know so. who else was in the running. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> so your live show, uh, I've seen it. It's quite entertaining. Do is that a spontaneous thing you guys do, or do you guys sit around and map out a game plan? This is when I'm going to hit the. We audience. plan out each hoot and holler. There you go. Yes. <laughs> every drink. drink. Every hoot. If you every don't, holler. If every never, grunt. Every time I scratch my ass. <laughs> if you've never been to a show, there's a drinking game. It's really simple. It goes like this: Every time we say drink, you drink. Yeah, and if you just provide the 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 beverage, that would make that game way more, yeah. way more fun. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <It was. laughs> there's lots of other rules. But. I bet bands love uh, bars love to have you guys in though, don't they? Totally. Uh, yeah, so far. Totally. I mean, <laughs> I haven't had a complaint. We yet. have a we have a song called "Don't Fuck with the Bar Staff" that we do that 
pretty much is like an ode to the bar. Seals the deal for you. Oh, yeah. yeah. We try and play Seals that one real early in it. At least. Yeah. <laughs> Tip I, them I, off. I can't it's even tell up. you how many times that, that song has gotten me a free shot from the bartender. <laughs> nice. Now, how do you guys, because uh, you're, you know, it sounds like you're a party and band and stuff. How do you guys deal with the whole... Um, can't drink on stage thing. What are you talking about? <laughs> that doesn't exist in have your you, world. Have you ever been to a 10 miles of bad road show? I have. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you, we hop off the stage and it's have not, a drink uh, and then get it's back It's not on. called 10 miles of law abiding citizens. <laughs> because, I mean, some yeah. places are lenient. Other places are really strict about it. If you play at Hell's Kitchen, uh, they mm-hmm. aren't down with it at all. Well, luckily, yeah. Hell's Kitchen has that nice new low stage that you can jump off of really quick and... Uh, Oh yeah, take yeah. your shot. We've we actually had people bring the shots up and just leave them on that edge thing, and then right. we walk up, stand on the edge, take it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, you're not on stage. We have, photos. Stage. We have no, photographic I, proof of I this. I honestly <laughs> think it. Is, I actually think though, if they're truly going to start enforcing laws like that, because the point of that whole law is that they're saying that uh, we're musicians employees. are employees, yeah, yeah and technically BS. of the bar. And if that's true, then I want a minimum wage for bands. Right. I, <laughs> I, I think be, we're all in agreement of that. It should be a thousand dollars per set. Yeah. I mean. I mean, or I mean, you know, just just a required two hundred bucks if you have music for a band. You know, we should have asked. If Dan I'm considered an employee, that. I want to get paid. I don't work. If for I can't drink, <laughs> then yeah. I want right. a shifter. Can we get, throw some benefits on that too? Like, yeah, yeah, right. I need to get to the dentist. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but we've played right. places that that are uh, that are great that, that give you drinks and they give you dinner mm-hmm. and, and and really do take care of you. This is why we go on tour. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right, guys. Everywhere. Well, best of luck on your tour and uh, great stuff. We're looking forward to uh, more that you have. To put. Are you guys going to put a CD out soon? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we have That's one out. We're works. just kind of waiting on the printing to return. You can actually yeah. buy it on Reverb Nation now. Uh, you, you can go. also buy it on iTunes. Uh, it's real easy to get to, uh, however you want to purchase it. If you get it through the Reverb store, you can either order a hard copy or just buy the songs yeah. one by one or just download the songs yeah, uh, there's plenty of possible. So lots of places actual... to get this music, and you can also mm-hmm. listen to NWCZ Radio. We're playing it, uh, and we're enjoying doing that because I think you guys have a great sound. I like your, uh, I like the the rock and roll uh, attitude you guys have, and you guys seem like a fun band to hang out with. We got to do that sometime. Just kick back, have That's some. That's what we do. Just yeah. get stupid. Right? <laughs> I'm not talking about well, on air because we could. I, need I don't think we could put me. out what we were. We're doing. going to the abyss. You're start, <laughs> if you want to start calling this hanging out, then where's the? Where, can I get another beer? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Oh, thanks, thanks thank for you. having us. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside. Come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass Be careful as you pass, move along, move along Come inside the show's All right, it's that time of the show where we're going to uh, recommend to you shows and, ve- and events, things that we think are worth noting here in fabulous Puget Sound area that we live. And we, we don't just limit it to Tacoma. That's right. Um, there is so much going on. but And to, to sift through the stuff, there's three of us. We're going to give you five. And usually that ends up with 15 things you can do. So, yep. Gamer, we'll start with you. Let's roll through them, brother. we got to move. Okay, Monday night, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Harmon Tap Room. It is Tap Room Trivia. Nice. $50 cash prize winner of each round. No what? cover. Dude, and I know where I'm supplementing the income. <laughs> Tuesday, open mic at the New Frontier, 8.30, no cover. 
Wednesday night at the Metro Groove on 6th Avenue. There's some burlesque going on, 9 p.m., no cover. Thursday night at Hell's Kitchen, it is the Poisoned Apple magazine release party, 8 o'clock, actually, on that. Uh, that is a $5 cover. You have Psycho 78, Holly 750, Klondike Kate, Load Levelers, and Gold Records. Issue number one coming out. They're, that's it's the debut of the actual magazine. Nice. And so come is on out. Is your wife in that one? She's in that. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, so come on out. A lot of the models are going to be there as well. And it's not some like, you know, anyways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> mm. We'll put a tag on your wife so everybody yeah. knows to lay yeah. off. And then uh, we have on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. What? Uh, the Fright Factory, 400A Street in Buckley, Washington, Haunted House. It's that time of year. 7 man. to 9.30 Wednesday and Thursday, 7 to 11 Friday and Saturday. Check out uh, thefreightfactory.net. Sweet. Vox, Sweet. what you got? <clears throat> I got Friday, October 21st at the King Cat Theater in Seattle is Stonebender Above Ground Woodshed and Screaming Sons of... Also on Friday, October 1st at the Slaughterhouse Lounge in Monroe, Washington is the Stacy Jones Band. If you like some blues rock, they're good. Saturday, October 22nd at the High Dive in Seattle is Fox and the Law. Uh, Water and Bodies, which is a Portland band. I listen to them. They're awesome. Also Murgatroyd and TikTok Man. Also Saturday, October 22nd at the Celtic Swell in Seattle is our recent guest, Johnny Smokes. Nice. Um, and then Wednesday through Sunday, I did not know about this until I was looking around for stuff, at the Tacoma Dome is the Tacoma Holiday Food and Gift Festival with over 600 exhibits. I was reading all kinds of stuff going on there. You can go to HolidayGiftShows.com to get more info. Awesome. All right. Well, here's what I have. I have um, Friday... Um, sorry about that. Check. <laughs> Wednesday, October 19th. And that this is at 8 o'clock free. It is Jazzorama. We talked about that a little bit earlier at uh, Jazz Bones. That's going to be a cool night for those of you jazz uh, aficionados. Uh, October 19th at Louis G's. It's Louis G's birthday. Going to turn 40. And uh, Amadden. <laughs> That's Amadon. I know. They, I love those guys. Amadon and Rick Beatty are playing. Go figure. October 22nd, Perry Acker CD release party at uh, the Rialto, right downtown Tacoma. Also, Saturday, October 22nd, this is where I'll be. Kim Archer at the Hub, 5.30 to 8.30. That's the CD release party. And then I also had, give yourself a ding, the Fox and the Law event. So At the High Dive in Seattle on ab- Saturday. Absolutely. All right, that's it. Those are our recommendations. That's it for hour number one. We will see you back here in the morning.